0: Because it's time to take our stories and the things we go through and make them our superpower. It's time to laugh, cry, learn, and understand that we are all in this together. So let's dive in. I'm recording this podcast specifically for this community because I really wanna bring you along with me on this journey of just growth, transition, really starting to step into a public speaking career. And so many of you messaged me last weekend, cheering me on, congratulating me for my speaking gig, wishing you could be there. And I thought, even though all of you can't be there, what if I made a podcast that made you feel like you were there? What if I recorded what I was speaking about on stage? Because if there's one thing that I realized last weekend, it's that this message is necessary. It's not optional anymore. This is a huge piece of our health, fitness, wellness that is missing. Our health is no longer being tackled by just the physical, by the calories in, the calories out. And just by talking to so many women there and coaches asking me to come into their groups and coach that women need to hear this message I thought, this is it. This is the message that needs to get heard more. And my creative brain was going so much. I don't know if you've ever been in an environment where it is a wellness retreat. And this specific one happened to be, it was 60% practitioners, 40% non-practitioners. But it was such a good mix of both. And when you're in an environment like that and you're learning and you're growing and you're getting feedback Your creative mind is on overload. The amount of notes that I took last weekend was insane, but I came back and wanted to implement it right away. Started having cooler conversations, deeper conversations with my clients, brought some stuff back that I learned. I changed my bio on Instagram because I want to start to transition into more of the mental and emotional health as well as the physical right of course it's all i i love teaching women how to move their bodies teaching women how to simplify nutrition and ultimately about their metabolism but we have to understand that what we believe about ourselves and how we view ourselves every single day really ultimately controls our actions and our outcome and if we don't tackle that we're never really going to get the physical that we want this will never feel easy Our health and our fitness will always feel like a push-pull, a hamster wheel. You know what I'm talking about. We've all been there. So let's sort of get into the conversation that I was having on stage. And I started it off by asking who has ever struggled with their body image? Who has ever had negative thoughts about their body? And I want to ask you that question right now. Not a single hand didn't go up. And I'm sure for every single person listening, you can relate. As women, we've all struggled with some sort of negative body image, self-destructive behavior, or not feeling good enough. And what's really cool is that doesn't make you abnormal, that makes you normal, that makes you human. There's eight billion of us, welcome to the club. We're all in this together. Sometimes we think the feelings that we're having, we feel alone with. Because on social media, we see these feeds that are highlight reels of everybody's life. But you're not alone in the way that you're feeling. Trust me, the people that you're following are feeling that way too at some point. That's why I make it a point to not just show the perfect, to show the ups and downs, to talk about when I'm struggling, to come on the podcast and have real conversations. I don't just want my life to be a highlight reel because it's not. We are truly all in this together. And if you would have told me 10 years ago that I was speaking on stage to women about overcoming body image and burnout, about stepping into their happiest and healthiest self, not only would I not have believed you under any circumstances, but I wouldn't have believed that I overcame my body image, my burnout, and that I was truly living a life as my happiest and healthiest self. I didn't think that was possible. I spent my entire life in a body that I hated and did not respect. I spent most of my life in a comparison mindset, wishing I looked different, wishing my body was different, struggling with perfectionism. How many of you listening are perfectionists? I mean, I think, I feel like this is the community where we're going to find a lot of that. And there's pros and cons to it. But the thing about perfectionism is that it will typically overflow into your body where you will never feel good enough. And that was very much my story. I lived a life where I never felt good enough. I lived a life in this box that I thought I was supposed to live in. And it led to an absolute crumbling of my life, but also this like beautiful rebuild. And I'm not sure how many of you have followed my story or my podcast, but I have quite a story. From growing up, from struggling with my weight, with body image issues, disordered eating, and a lot of that overflowing into my adult life. Of ending up in a divorce, in an abusive relationship. Of having to move my life across country to feel like I need to restart it. All of these things, if I really go to the root cause of it, It was because I was living a life that wasn't meant for me because I never felt like I was good enough. I never felt like I was worthy enough of the life that I desired, worthy enough to be loved, which is why I was always in this people-pleasing, perfectionist cycle, and it just repeated itself in different ways until I decided to break it. But when I really look at the underlying root cause, it was my body image and my self-worth. And I try and think, how did I get here? Look, I had a pretty good childhood growing up. I had an amazing family. How did I get here? And it could have been, I grew up in a really conservative religious household. I have an amazing family. I'll say that time and time again. But I did grow up in a really conservative religious household, which means you put a smile on your face even when you're not okay. You don't wear this, look like this make sure this is appropriate, was that a sin? And it sort of is develops into this perfectionist mindset that gets maybe a little bit more cemented in. So if you're dealing with that as a foundation and then just continuing on in my life, as we grow up, we absorb so many different things. So many different things. And we think that they're benefiting us. We think that they're healthy things. We don't realize the limiting beliefs that they're creating from the covers of magazines, from watching America's Next Top Model, from trying different diets. I said this before, I went on the cabbage soup diet when I was like 13 or 14. I think me, my mom and my sister did it because you think you're doing something healthy. I would come home from school and I would, you know, grab a Slim Fast and chug that as a meal thinking it was something healthy for my body. But I didn't realize the destruction that it was creating and the behaviors that I was learning until I got older. So take me out of high school, and I didn't really think about my health as much in high school. Look, I grew up in the Midwest. Midwest health is a little bit different. Like banana bread for breakfast and cereal is healthy. Those are the things that you do. But in my high school years, I I don't ever remember myself being a very confident girl. I always remember myself comparing, wishing I was different, but I didn't struggle as much then because I don't think I thought about it as much. Then I get out of high school and I went um, to hair school in East Lansing. My sister was at Central Michigan University, and if you... Haven't heard of Central Michigan University. It's most well known as a party school. So is Michigan State. So obviously that was my party era, my party phase, and went down that rabbit hole, again, not taking care of my health at all. So I end up as a hairstylist, struggling with my weight, struggling with my body image, not really knowing what direction to go. And this was sort of the time where Instagram became really popular. Who here listening remembers when Instagram came out? It was like perfectly filtered pictures. Hashtags were the hot thing. There was no video at all. But I think that's really what bred the influencing community was Instagram. Because all of a sudden there were so many health and fitness influencers that, by the way, were not certified in anything but knowing how to stay skinny for themselves. However, When you're a woman that's struggling with your body image and wanting to have a smaller body, that's appealing. So I decide I want to be an influencer. I want to be one of these people. I'm going to lose weight. I am going to be one of these girls. So I bought every single program, PDF, hit, shred, because everything was a shred. I bought everything you could possibly imagine. And... I lost the weight by massively restricting my food and by doing way too much HIIT training, way too much HIIT training that my body, my knees, my hips are not happy for now. However, lesson learned. I didn't know any better then. So I decide that I want to teach other women how to do this. And that's where my interest in the health and fitness industry came in. I will be the first person to say that I got into this industry for the wrong reasons. I got into this industry because I thought personal trainers had the key to staying healthy, to staying fit, to staying lean. There was something in that training, there was something that they did every single day that I didn't know and I needed to figure it out. I wanted that key. I was so obsessed with staying lean, with staying perfect, with learning more that I decided to become a personal trainer for that reason. And if there was one industry that a girl seriously struggling with self-worth and body image issues shouldn't get into, it was the health and fitness industry. Why? Because it's riddled with comparison and competition. Personal trainers, some, not all, are some of the most unhealthy people. The things that they do every single day to keep their bodies the way that they are. And a lot of it isn't this naturally lean thing that they do. A lot of them are taking different supplements, different drugs, different things to keep them going every single day. And I didn't realize this until I got into it. Keep in mind, this was my experience with the health and fitness industry. Now, the people I network with, I have a very different network of healthy trainers, dietitians, nutritionists, practitioners, So my image in the industry and what I think of it has really shifted. But in the beginning, it was a big shock for me. So I decided to get my – I started with a kickboxing certification, my group fitness certification, and then personal training, right? It was all, all the physical because at that point, I didn't really think nutrition was that big of a deal. It was just the working out. And I decided to completely leave hair – to go into work for a big box gym. I worked for Lifetime Fitness. And like I said, it was a pretty big shock switching over. I was working with trainers that had incredible bodies, right? I go in there, I've never touched a barbell in my life. I lost all of this weight by doing jump squats and high knees and burpees because that was the big thing on the internet at that time. I never touched a barbell. I had never really worked with a cable machine. I had done dumbbells, but I really didn't know what I was doing. So I went into it like I have to learn this all because I can't look stupid. I can't look stupid and I'm with these trainers that have insane bodies and lean muscle. So I'm just going to throw myself into it. And that's exactly what I did. I started teaching seven or eight group fitness classes a week. I started doing the Alpha Training at Lifetime, which is the CrossFit of Lifetime. And then as if that wasn't enough, I decide I want to do a bikini competition. I want to be a bikini competitor. So I was also doing those workouts. Working out seven days a week, I was team hashtag no days off, eating ungodly amounts of protein, restricting my calories to an unhealthy point, and then also binging massively on my calories on the weekends or when I couldn't you know live up to what I was doing anymore and that's really where my disordered eating started was when I was working as a trainer and anybody listening that isn't familiar with what stress on your body can do mentally physically and emotionally you would think working out that much I would have been so fit I would have had a six-pack and what happened was the opposite in my first year as a personal trainer I put on almost 30 pounds, 30 pounds. Yes, some of it was muscle. A lot of it was stress. A lot of it was because I was binge eating, and I couldn't keep up. I walked in that gym every single day and never felt good enough, didn't understand why my body wasn't responding. I would come home, and I would remember crying, not understanding what was going on. And there was not a single person that said, Katie, what if you just did less? What if you actually didn't do another workout today? What if you just did less? What if you healed your body? What if you healed your hormones? That was never once said to me. I thought something was wrong with me. I thought my body was broken. And as I got deeper into this industry, I realized that this wasn't just my story. This was the story for so many other women that we're going through this, that we're feeling burnout with overly stressed bodies. And then I thought, I I remember having this moment where I was sitting there thinking, I am not alone in this struggle. If I thought back to the days where I was hairstyling, I would see women unhappy. I would have women have me put the cape on them before they sat down in the chair so they didn't have to look at their body. I would have women that wouldn't want me to turn them around in the chair or be in the mirror at all because they, didn't, they hated the way that they looked in the mirror. I, I remember like vividly sitting there thinking, one, I'm not alone in this struggle, but two, this cannot be the way the health and fitness industry is. We have to change. So I decided to leave my job at Lifetime Fitness after a little bit over a year. I left my job. I started working at a smaller boutique style gym, and I started working on learning more about nutrition. Got my nutrition coaching certification. I, I got a level one, a level two. I started learning about hormones, got a hormone certification, and I decided that I'm going to figure this out. And I'm going to help other women figure it out. And that's what I did. And originally, when Kaylee, who ran this retreat last weekend, originally when she asked me to speak, she asked me to speak on hormones and burnout. And I started writing what I wanted to say. I started whiteboarding it. You guys have seen me do the whiteboard on my story. I get a little crazy with it, but sometimes I have so much in my brain, I just need to brain dump it on a whiteboard. So I started to reverse engineer it of, okay, we have a woman that's struggling with a hormone imbalance. We have a woman that's struggling with burnout. How did she get there? Okay, let's take that back. So typically overstress on the body. Okay, overstress, how did she get there? Uh, Not proper nutrition, way too much working out, not learning how to set boundaries in her life, not understanding how her body works. How did she get there? Okay, learning a lot of the wrong things And how did she get there? Being in a body that she wasn't happy in. Feeling like she needed to shrink herself and overdo it in order to look a certain way. So really at the root cause of this, we're dealing with a body image issue. And not just body image, but self-worth. I 1000% stand by the fact that body image is the biggest underlying stress that we are dealing with as women. When we think about stressors, we think working out, nutrition, uh, stressors in life, financial stress, you know, saying yes to everybody else, not saying no to ourselves. And yeah, those are really tangible stresses every single day that are noticeable. But here's what's different about body image, is it's a, it's a stress in our subconscious that we have, that we carry with us every single day without us even realizing it. And not only that, but this has been happening for years. From the second we wake up in the morning till the second we go to bed, our mind is filled with thoughts, underlying thoughts of not being good enough, not loving what we see in the mirror, not liking the way clothes fit, wishing we look different, good food, bad food, lose weight, gain weight, am I doing the right thing, am I doing the wrong thing? That is a massive stress that we have every single day. And we wonder why we're dealing with a generation of women that are burned out, that have hormone imbalances maybe something serious more disordered eating body dysmorphia maybe we've developed autoimmune diseases we wonder why all of this has happened and if we really peel it back there have been a lot of things along the way but the root cause of it is wanting our body to look different the root cause of it is a negative body image and ultimately a negative self-worth And like I said in a previous episode that I recorded is that we think body image is the way that we look right now or has to do with our current body size. But body image is what we believe to be true about ourselves based on past experiences, whether positive or negative. And for most of us, it's been a negative experience. And on our way to be healthy, on our way to shrink our body, on our way to do things that we think are going to make us happy, they've actually made us miserable. They've actually made us stressed out and burned out. And our health is no longer fun. It's no longer giving back to our body. It's taking away. We can't enjoy weekends away, vacations, holidays. Why? Because we're hyper obsessed about controlling our body and controlling our weight or gaining weight. And there's a lot in life that's out of control. But as women, we feel like our bodies are in control. So when we we can't control that, when they're no longer responding, then that's really, really defeating. Then we end up with it really affecting our mental and emotional state because we can no longer control our physical. So where do we start? Where do we start to shift this, to change this? And it starts with the way that we think every single day. Our thoughts control our beliefs about ourselves, right? What we think every single day, we start to believe to be true. Our beliefs control our actions in life, how we act, what we do, from the second we wake up in the morning to the second we go to bed. Habits, patterns, behaviors. Self-destructive behaviors. What are our actions every single day? And ultimately, it controls our outcome, our outcome in life, how we feel about ourselves, how our body looks, our state mentally, emotionally, and physically. But it all starts with the way that we think every single day. As women, we always go to the action point of what can I do today to burn calories? What can I do today to go, 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 push, push, push? Because that's what we're wired for. But we're missing the two things before that. We're missing our thoughts and our beliefs. The actions will become so much healthier, will line up so much more, will be more consistent if we can change the way that we think and believe about ourselves. What if we put just as much effort into shifting our body image and our self worth as we did? to our workouts, as we did to meal prepping, as we did to trying to track calories? What if we put equal amounts of effort in shifting the way that we believe about ourselves and how we show up in life? It would completely change our health and our happiness. It starts with your belief. I did an episode about energy before, and I want to tap into that a little bit here. Is that if the energy that you're vibrating in every single day is guilt, shame, fear, frustration, anxiety, stress, not feeling good enough. And the person you want to be, the person that you're trying to become, is happy, healthy, competent, grateful, authentic. If that's who you want to be, you're not going to get there if those are your thoughts every single day. Yes, we can have duality. We can hold different emotions. We can hold sadness and we can also hold joy at the same time. But we cannot, like those energies don't coexist. They will never equal each other. You will never be your happiest, healthiest, confident, grateful self if those are the feelings that you're feeling every single day. So how do we start to shift the way that we're feeling? It's creating massive awareness around who you want to be in the energy that you're in every single day. Because who we are really just happens in our subconscious without us even realizing it. We start our day stressed, we end our day stressed. We say we're going to make all these changes, we're unhappier a year from now than we said we were going to make those changes. We have to start to become aware of the things we're doing every single day, of how we wake up in the morning, our morning routine, the thoughts in our head, and we have to start changing them. You have to start to shift the energy you live in every single day. Yeah, it might be a fake it till you make it at first. But guess what? It takes practice. Your subconscious is wired a certain way because you've done it without even thinking for so long. But it didn't start like that. So if you want to shift it, it takes practice. It takes one thought here, one thought there. It takes coming from a place of compassion and curiosity instead of frustration, shame, and anger. If you're feeling something, if you're feeling not good enough, I want you to sit there and say, okay, if a friend was feeling like this, what would I say to her? Come from a place of compassion and curiosity on why am I feeling like this? Whose belief is this? Where did I learn this belief about myself? And is it true? Because it's not. It was a learned belief over time that you can let go of at any single day, any single time. You can choose to carry it with you or you can choose to let it go and rewrite that new story and new belief for yourself. So that's what we need to do. So become super aware of who you want to be and where you're at now. So we know what needs to change and shift. Come from a place of compassion and curiosity. And then last is focus on reconnection. And that was the name of the event last weekend, was Reconnect and Restore. Actually, I think it was Restore and Reconnect, but same thing. And that's what we need to do. We need to drop the box that we've been told of this is, what, this is what we need to do to get our body to look a certain way. This is what we need to do to be healthy. It's going to look different for each person. And guess what? Some of the healthiest people that you follow, it's their highlight reel. That's not actually what they're doing or how they're living. And no matter what, you could do the same exact thing as them, it doesn't mean it's gonna mean you're, ha- you're happy as healthy itself. It doesn't mean your, your body is going to look like theirs. So what does your body need? How many of you listen that listening to this right now have gone for runs, have tried to become a runner because you thought that's what you needed to do to lose weight, uh, both hands in the ear? Let me tell you, my body is not built for running in any way, shape, or form. And honestly, I don't like it. If you're a runner, I I love that for you. That is a talent that I wasn't blessed with, and I'm never going to like to do it. But I tried to be a runner for so long because I thought I needed to run to be thin. But that was a story I was telling myself. I ask so many women, if you had the body that you dreamed of, If you felt amazing every single day and you didn't have to worry about the things that you're worried about right now, what would you do? How would you treat yourself? What workouts would you do? Almost every single person has said not what they're doing right now. I've had women say, I don't know, maybe I would do Pilates. I feel like I've always wanted to try that. Why are you not doing that right now? If you think that's what's going to make you happy... If just saying that right now, your face lit up a little bit. How are you not treating yourself like that right now? Oh, so if you had the body that you dreamed of, you would speak kindly to yourself? You're waiting till you have that body to speak kindly to yourself? That's not how it works. It starts with speaking kindly to yourself. It starts with doing the things that make you feel good, doing the things that you enjoy, that you love. We have to understand that joy and happiness is part of this as well. This should be fun. This should light us up. It should give back to our body and not take away. So how can you reconnect to what your body needs, to who you are, to what makes you feel good? Drop the box that you've been told you need to live in to look a certain way and build your own damn box. You call the shots on your body. You get to build what this looks like. And the more you do it in a way that's aligned with you, in a way that makes you happier, the better the outcome is going to be, hands down. It's not more, more, more. More does not equal more results. We don't need more push, more grind, more calories burned. We need more of being who we're meant to be. We need more curiosity, compassion. That doesn't mean we can't work hard. That doesn't mean we can't lift weights and strength train. We can, but we do it in a way that serves our body. When the mental and emotional is in check, the physical becomes so much easier. And remember, like we're not just dealing with a body image issue. We're dealing with a self-worth issue. And that's what we truly need to start to shift. Remember that you deserve to feel amazing. And when you're struggling with body image and self-worth, here's what really gets me is we don't realize how much we're holding from the world. If we're struggling with this, we're never going after our dreams. We're never taking risks. We're never doing the things that light us up. We're never stepping into our most authentic version of ourselves. We are doing a disservice to the world because we're constantly telling ourselves we're not good enough. So it's not just holding you back every single day. It's not just weighing you down every single day. It's ultimately holding you back from a life that you want to live. And I'm tired of it. And I hope you are too. You deserve to feel amazing. And when you do, when the mental, physical, and emotional lines up, that is something that nobody can ever take away from you. And I say that because I've been there. If you would have said something to me 10 years ago that would have been the least bit critical, it would have knocked me down. Now, there's nothing you could say that would knock me down because I fully know who I am in every aspect of life and what lights me up. And we all deserve that. So let's start now. Let's change the conversation around health. Me and you. You and your friend and your family. What's amazing about women are so strong. We are so damn strong and so amazing. And what's really cool is that women have this ripple effect. And when we start to change the conversation around health, when you start to change the way you view your body, speak to your body, the things you do every single day, It's not only going to impact you, it's going to impact your friends and your family and the people around you. And then it's going to impact their friends, their family, and the people around them. And all of a sudden, we have a generation of women that are stepping into their most authentic selves, that are loving themselves, that are owning their worth, that are improving their body image. And that is how we change the conversation around our health. That is how we live our happiest and healthiest lives. And I am so ready for it. And it starts with you right now listening to this. And I'm excited for 2023 because it's going to look different for all of us. We're going to do the damn thing. We're going to have the ripple effect. And I'm going to be here cheering you on every freaking step of the way because you can do this. You can do hard things and you deserve to feel amazing. So I hope this podcast episode made you feel that way. I hope it made you feel supported and you know exactly what you need to do to get started. So thank you so much for listening to this episode today, for vibing out with me. And if you loved it, I want you to share this on social media, take a screenshot, let me know what you think. Keep your eye open for some new programs that are going to be coming in the coaching in the next couple of months. Um, Some really, really exciting stuff to come. And if there's ever anything you need, you know where to find me. If you vibe with this episode, I would love to hear from you. You know at Crying Burns Calories, we are all about community and connection and just changing the conversation about life for women. So if this episode was helpful for you, I would love if you could tag me, share it on your Instagram stories so I can thank you and also so we can just continue to get the message out and growing this amazing community.